0: You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 28. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Is your business tethered to the market? And since we're in a bear market and the market is down, so is your business. If so, know this, you are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers want to grow their business in a bear market, but don't have a good strategy for doing it. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because most of their peers have the same mentality, that they want to build their business, but don't think it's possible because, well, frankly, they've never built or had a strategy to build their business in a bear market. Well, You really have two choices. (laughs) You could keep doing what you're doing, keep getting the same level of success or lack of success that you've been getting, or you could learn how to build your business in a bear market. And that's what we're going to talk about today, building your business in a bear market. So if you're sick of not having a proactive process for success in this kind of market, then stick around so why this topic why would you want to learn how to build your business in a bear market because if you don't have a great process for growing your business (laughs) you're never going to get past a production plateau when the market is flat or declines and that's why I wanted to create this podcast today to help you to succeed when other people fail. In other words, a new way to look at the opportunities that you have right now to grow your business while other people, the competition, view the bear market as an obstacle. And they're just trying to wait it out. What we're going to do today in this podcast is we're going to talk about three things. First, understanding my bear market story. (laughs) So you can learn From what I did, so you don't make the same mistake. Second, five steps to building your business in a bear market so you can learn from other advisors and agents and what they've done when they've made mistakes. And third, (laughs) what coaching will do for you so that you can understand how to get help right now so that that help can help you get to the next level. Now. Before we jump into those three things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like, and your life be like for that matter, if you knew that you had a process for building your business in a bear market? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered in your business? And would you like your business more? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Understanding my bear market story. So let me tell you a quick story about what happened to me. In 1993, I literally got into this business as a financial advisor, actually a registered investment advisor. I was a glorified cold caller, to be honest with you. (laughs) But in late spring and early summer of 2001, I had a pretty good business going. And see if you can relate to what happened. In 2000... (laughs) I changed my approach. You see, I went from creating financial plans and having 500-plus clients to becoming this pseudo-short-term trader with 11 people. Now, I don't advise this at all. I had a minimum account size for trading, and every time we did a trade, I'd put in a good-till-cancel, and whenever it would hit, we'd sell out, and I'd do it again. See, I didn't have discretion in their accounts, but I was actually having fun in 2000 when everybody around me was not having fun well this was fun until it wasn't anymore And here's what I mean you see at that time the market had dropped to another level of low and my entire positions everything that I had was underwater and nobody wanted to take losses to to buy something else and possibly take more losses and it wasn't fun and as a result I got into what's called situational depression. (laughs) Maybe you've heard of it. Situational depression is something that you get into a depressed state because of the situation. And I didn't even know at the time what situational depression was. I didn't want to get out of bed. Didn't want to talk to clients. Didn't want to prospect. That was the last thing I wanted to do. So here's what I did. I hired a business coach. And here's what he taught me to do. He taught me to help look at the situation, not as an obstacle, but as an opportunity. Let me explain what I mean. He taught me by asking me the right questions. And here's what he did. He asked me, what's holding you back from prospecting right now? What's holding you back from talking to your clients right now? And I said, I don't think anybody wants to talk to me. I don't want to prospect because I don't know if I can help anyone. Here's what he had me do. He had me go out and look at the competition. He told me to go find three top competitors, companies you've heard of, and find out what they're saying. And a week later, I came back to him and said, look, they're either saying, they're saying the same thing. So either they're all right or they're all wrong. And he said, you need to pick one. So I said, well, I don't know which one to pick. And he said to me this. Here's what I do know. This is what he told me. Every bear market is followed by a what? bull market. And so I bought into that and said, yeah, you're right. If you look back at history, every time there's a bear market, there's a bull market. And every time there's a bull market, there's a bear market. And I said, yeah, I understand that. And he said, so inevitably, you're going to be in a bull market again. Here's the big question. What would you want to have happened by the time the bull market hits? And I know exactly what I want First thing I would want, I would want to have prospected. Second thing, I would have wanted to talk to all my clients. Third thing would be gather new assets, new accounts, do gross production, you know, and and basically find people that needed someone to review their portfolios to see if they were taking too much risk. And then he said, then that's what you do. And what that did for me is it changed everything. And I started prospecting in a bear market. And I started building my business in a bear market. And that turned everything around. So, what do you need? (laughs) What do you need to build your business in a bear market? Well, you need a step-by-step plan to build your business in a bear market. And that is what we're going to talk about next. Five steps to building your business in a bear market. Step one, mastering your mindset. See, your mindset is the most important part of the process. (laughs) If you don't get your mind right, and if you don't get into the right frame of mind, I should say, you won't apply any of the other steps. The big question is, how do you get in the right frame of mind? Well, by reframing your reference point. Let me explain what I mean. In the story that I just told you, I mentioned that I changed my mind, or what changed me. (laughs) More realistically, what changed me was the thought that all bear markets end. And where do they go? They go into bull markets eventually. And thinking that I would have wanted to do what I would have wanted to do, what I would have wanted to have happen, mapped out a process for me. The real change came when I thought, well, it's going to end. See, what that did is that changed my reference point. And then I started thinking about what I would do or what I would have done when the market ended. And it was easy. I knew exactly what I would have wanted to have done. And that helped me map out my entire process. So let me explain the process for getting into that frame of mind. Or mastering my mindset. Here's what I did. I literally did a an exercise that I've created, you know, since that that time, called the forward hindsight roadmap. And I didn't even know I did it. Here's what the forward hindsight roadmap is. We all know that hindsight's 2020, right? You've heard that before, and you know that's true. Anything that's gone on in your life, you can look back and say, "Well, hindsight's 2020. If I'd only known blank, or if I'd only done blank, things would be different." here's what I did. He had me kind of foreshadow or picture what if or when the bear market ends and the bull market begins. What would I want to have, hindsight, 2020, what would I want to have done? So the first step was to picture the future. And in this case, the bear market's over. So that's what I want you to picture right now. The bear market is over right now. That's the forward part. Second step is to picture, what would you have wanted to have happened? That's the hindsight part, the 2020 part that I mentioned. The third step is to picture, what do you need to do on a daily basis, each and every day, such as make the calls, set the appointments, have X number of appointments, have X number of first meetings, and so on. What do you need to do every single day to get everything that you want to get done by the time that bear market ended? And the fourth step, (laughs) picture success. And at the end of the bear market, you'll hit your goal. It's that simple. Now, here's the hard part. You need some tools to do that. Now, the Forward Hindsight Roadmap is one tool, but I've also created other tools. In fact, I did a whole podcast around this in Episode 3 called Mastering Your Mindset, where I talk about several tools... I talk about the one-minute business coach. <laughs> it's a tool to help you get off your emotional roller coaster ride. It's a tool to help you realize how up or how down you were in the entire day, so you can learn from your losses and repeat your wins. Another tool, the mind space exercise. It's a tool to help you to focus on the three positive activities that happen in the morning that you need to happen right away to start your off start your day off right, and the three positive activities during the day to keep your day going in the right direction. And another tool, the Inner Advisor Dialogue, it's a step-by-step process for changing negative inner dialogue into positive inner dialogue. And I take you through the whole process. Those tools, those four tools, the Forward Hindsight Roadmap, the One Minute Business Coach, the mind space Exercise, and the Inner Advisor Dialogue can all take you to another level with step one, mastering your mindset. And once you do these tools, you'll start mastering your mindset faster than you ever thought possible. Step two, mastering your time management. Once you have a positive mindset and you're ready to begin building your business in a bear market, you need to make time to actually do it. (laughs) In other words, you need to create a habit of prospecting. And the way to do that is by mastering your time management. By knowing what time management tools to use to create structure to the day and a way to handle interruptions. (laughs) Let me tell you a quick story that I talked about in Episode 6, Mastering Time Management. So in that episode, I talk about a client of mine that got into the business And he actually, he started getting coaching and he doubled his business. He doubled his business in a year. And then he doubled his business a year and a half later. And he wasn't a rookie. Now, when I had him in a group coaching session, I asked him to tell the group, because it was on time management, where were you before we started coaching? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, how did you feel? And he said, I was stressed out all the time. And I said, you doubled your business. You doubled it again. How do you feel now? And I thought to myself, uh-oh, I might have shot myself in the foot. But he came back and he said, well, I'm not stressed out at all. And I said, why? He said, because I use the tools, the time management tools. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. We're going to talk about the time management tools so that you can understand how not to get stressed out as you build your business in a bear market. So let's take a look at some of these time management tools that are going to help you to be productive Instead of just busy. (laughs) Here's how you master your time management. The first tool is called the bottom line list. And basically it's a tool that I talk about in that podcast, episode six, that's taking the top five things that you need to do every day and compartmentalizing them into 45-minute time slots. And they might be this. Prospect. The very first thing for 45 minutes. Then you take a 15-minute break. The second thing could be client servicing, taking care of your clients for 45 minutes, and then you take a break. The third thing, getting back to prospects that are in your pipeline that are kind of stuck. So prospect follow-up for 45 minutes, and you take a break. The fourth thing could be an appointment every single day for an hour or 45 minutes, and you take a break. Go off to lunch, come back, and the fifth thing could be Miscellaneous. Anything from compliance, anybody you need to get back to, getting ready for another appointment, whatever it is. But if you stick to that, the bottom line list, the tool I created, you're going to have structure to your day. Now, the second tool is called the Time Matrix To Do. It's a simple tool you could create yourself on an Excel spreadsheet with four columns that say now, today, this week, and whenever. And before all of those, it would have the date and the activity. So you know. Joe Smith called you, you need to get back to him regarding, let's say, changing his beneficiary, and you ask yourself, is it now, today, this week, or whenever? Probably a today item. But when you use the time matrix to do, you now have a way to handle the interruptions because you're prioritizing when you're going to get back to people and when you're going to work on things that fit right into your bottom line list. And the third tool, a reward punishment system. So one of the rewards and punishment systems that I do with my clients is to take a dollar bill if you hit four out of five on your bottom line list and put it into an accountability jar. Or if you don't do four out of five, let's say you do three or less, you rip it up. There's the punishment. And the final tool, number four, accountability emails. Here's what I mean by that. An accountability email is just sending an email out to a peer or somebody in the group coaching program. We have a group coaching program that does this, which would really say, I did blank out of five on my bottom line list. I rewarded myself with a dollar in the accountability jar. I added blank people to the pipeline, and I moved blank people in the pipeline. You see, when you use the accountability email, it's kind of like gas in the car. The car's not going to go anywhere unless you put gas in it. Now, if you need more insight into these tools, because I'm rifling through these quickly, listen to episode six, Mastering Time Management. I have an entire podcast on this that's dedicated to these tools so that you can understand them. But once you start using these types of tools, you'll start mastering your time management. Step three, mastering your prospecting process. (laughs) I did an entire podcast on this in episode 24 on the initial contact. You see, once you have a positive mindset and so that you have motivation to take action and you have your time management process down so you know when you're going to take that action and what consequences are going to happen if you don't take that action, it's now time to know exactly what you're going to do to start prospecting again. So there's three tools that I'm going to take you through. The first tool is called framing the conversation. It's what you say in the first 30 to 60 seconds when they pick up the phone. It's a four-step process. Intro, the reason for my call, three benefits, and close. It might sound like this. Hi, Joe. This is Dan Finley with Investor Solutions here here in Minneapolis. The reason for my call is I'd like to set up a time to talk to you, and here's why. For the last 30 years, I've been working with business owners just like you, To help them reduce their taxes, have more money in retirement, and make sure their family's taken care of if anything happens to them. Hey, do you have any time at Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4? And that's it. You frame the conversation. Intro, reason, three benefits, and close. There's only two things that are going to happen here. They're going to say yes, and you guessed it, or they say no. Let's suppose that every single time they're going to say no, and if that's the case we want to go to tool number two, the smokescreen technique. What the smokescreen technique is, is a three-step process to find the real objection. You see, most people don't tell you the real, real objection. Instead, they're going to give you a smokescreen, and the smokescreen will be something like, I'm busy, send me some information, uh, why don't you call me after the holidays, or whatever it is. So what we do With the smokescreen technique, I created it, is a three-step process. Empathy acknowledgement, empathy or acknowledgement, open-ended question, closed-ended question. So we might hear something like this. Well, thanks for the call, but I'm just kind of busy. Why don't you give me a call after the, the holidays? I completely understand that you're busy right now. It's a busy time of the year. In addition to being busy, what else is holding you back from wanting to get together? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I have an advisor. Is there anything else? No. Now I just found the real objection. That takes me to, takes us to tool number three, the objection resolution model. See what the objection resolution model is, is a four-step process to help you get through the objection. And it goes like this, empathy, acknowledgement, best question, three benefits, and close. Very close to framing the conversation. But a little bit different. So if I found the real objection, which is in this case, I have an advisor, I'm probably going to say something like this. I completely understand that you have an advisor. Everybody that I've ever worked with in the last 30 years had an advisor. But before I let you go, I'm just kind of curious. If there was one thing you could change about your relationship, if you could change anything with your current advisor, what would it be? Well, I don't know. I never really hear from her. That's exactly why I want to get together with you, because I have a client servicing system where my clients know how often we are going to speak, how often we're going to meet, and what to do in between meetings. Hey, do you have any time at Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4 so I can show you the client servicing system? Which works better for you, Tuesday at 3 or Wednesday at 4? And that's it. Once you have a process down like this for the initial contact, all you have to do is go do it as a process. That's kind of a game. They say this, I say that. And once you have these tools, you'll start to master your prospecting process. (music) Step four, mastering unclogging the pipeline. Now, most, if not all, Financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and agency managers have a clog in their pipeline. So let's take a look at how to unclog your pipeline. How to unclog the initial contact. So if your pipeline looks like you don't have enough people at the very beginning, there are some reasons why. Let's take a look at common reasons. Number one, no motivation. The reason is is that you're not having a process for being motivated. I did a whole podcast on that, Episode 5, Mastering Motivation and Momentum. See, the solution really lies in what you focus on. And in that podcast, I'm going to show you tools and techniques to be able to focus every day on being motivated. The next challenge, not speaking to enough people. The reason really comes down to you either have a fear of rejection or you're not sticking to the dials when you're prospecting and if you're not sticking to the dials it's because you're not using a reward and punishment system and you're probably not sending out accountability emails the next one is not knowing who to call well the reason is is you don't understand your target market (laughs) in episode 11 how to prospect like a professional i take you through an entire hour of how to identify not only who your target market is but how to prospect them like a professional. And the final challenge in the initial contact, not knowing what to say. And the reason is simple. You probably don't have a tool or haven't ever seen a tool to help you know exactly what to say, when to say it, how to handle the objections, and how to get through the objections. I've got a whole podcast on that too. Episode 24, Mastering the Initial Contact. Number two, the first appointment, not moving enough people into the closing appointment. I did an entire podcast on this too, as I said, episode 25, mastering the first appointment. But let's talk about the possible clocks. First one, no process. The reason is, is that you don't really understand the the two reasons why people are actually going to meet with you for a second time. You see, in that first meeting, your goal is to find the need and fill it. And your other goal is to set that second appointment, the closing appointment. And if you can't do the first one, you'll never do the second one. But the point is, is that if you're not moving people through, it's because you're not sticking to those two reasons for them to meet with you again. You find the need and fill it, and you set that second appointment. The next challenge, not uncovering problems. (laughs) The reason is, is because you didn't ask a problem-based question. What concerns you most about or what keeps you up at night when it comes to blank? Whatever the situation is. I did a whole podcast on that too. It's called Mastering Spin Selling, episode 17. <laughs> Number three, not connecting. Well, the reason is, is you're probably asking questions. Now picture this. Question, they answer. You ask another question, they answer. Or you go on and on about yourself. You see, what's not happening is what's called the filler or the filler formula, which is question, answer, filler. Fillers are really filling in the conversation to let them know that you heard them. I did a whole podcast on that on episode 21, Mastering the Filler Formula. You might want to take a look at that. But what it does is it connects you to them because if they're not connected, they're not gonna meet with you again. The second appointment, (laughs) not closing the prospect. I did a whole podcast on this, episode 26, Mastering the Closing Appointment. Here are some possible reasons why you'd have a clog here. The first one is no process. The reason is you don't have a step-by-step process that you can do over and over again and tools to do it. I I talk about a tool called the Second Appointment Worksheet. It's a step-by-step process that helps people want to buy because nobody wants to be sold, but everybody wants to buy. Here's another challenge, not helping the prospect want to buy. (laughs) And the way to do that is to map out the questions. And the way to do that is what I call the question path exercise. It's an exercise that I explain in episode 26, where you literally take them down a path to understanding the benefits of what you're about to recommend to them. (laughs) The next challenge, not handling objections. That goes right back to the things we talked about about the smokescreen technique and the objection resolution model. But when you hear things like, well, let me think about it. Why don't I speak to my spouse about this? Or, geez, it seems expensive. You've got to have a rebuttal. And I show you how to do that in episode 16, How to Handle Objections. And the final reason that you'd have a clog in this stage, not closing. <laughs> the reason is you're not using a closing technique such as the alternative close or the Agreement close. Exactly. That's exactly why this portfolio is going to help you to have more money in retirement. Can you see how that can work for you? So these are techniques that once you understand these techniques, taking someone down the second appointment or the closing appointment to come to a conclusion they want to buy is actually pretty easy. Number four, attracting referrals. Now, if you're not getting referrals or not getting enough referrals, most likely you've got these challenges. And I did a whole podcast on this, episode 27, Mastering the Referral Process. So here's what you're probably going through. First one, no process at all for asking for referrals. In other words, you're asking the same old way that they did for 40 years. Who do you know that I could introduce myself to? Here's the problem with that. They don't care about helping you grow your business. What they care about is somebody they care about and love. So it's a whole different way to ask for referrals. It's called the Client-Centered Referral Dialogue. Another one, another challenge is not name sourcing. In other words, when you listen to that podcast in episode 27, I talk about hearing stories, writing down names, so at the right moment, you can say, some people like to help their parents, their children, or their siblings. You know, you mentioned your sister that you went to Ireland with. Do you think you'd want to help her have a comfortable retirement? Because she's got a plan. Notice what happens. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about him wanting to help his sister. And the next challenge, not ready for pushback. In other words, by them saying, well, let me talk to her. She's probably got someone. And if you don't have a good rebuttal for that, you're never going to get through it. And the final one not following up properly with the person that they referred you to. In other words, you don't have a process for what you're going to say, frame the conversation, we talked about it a second ago, and being ready for objections, smoke screen technique, the objection resolution model, when you call that person who you were referred to. See, when you do this, when you do all of these tools, once you apply these tools, it won't take long before you master unclogging the pipeline step five and the final step to building your business in a bear market it's all about mastering your tracking process so now that you have a system for building your business in a bear market all you need to do now is to keep track of how well you're doing or how well you're not doing at any given time that's why what you want to do is you want to know if you're hitting your goals or not at any moment. And that's why it's important to have one system for mastering your prospecting process. One tracking system. A tracking system that can tell you how many people are in the pipeline, how many assets or insurance premiums are in the pipeline at any given time, what stage each person is in the pipeline, and and what clogs you have in the pipeline and why, as well as what possible challenges you might have with each person and what solutions you need to apply right away so you're preventing a clog in the pipeline if you get that challenge. And the final thing, what's the strategy? What's the strategy for each person in the pipeline at any given time? And that way, you're not reinventing the wheel. Instead, every person fits into a stage and has a possible common challenge And every person has a possible solution. And this tool, this tool that I'm talking about, is called the New Business Strategy List. I did an entire podcast on it in episode 15. So if you go back to episode 15, (laughs) you'll understand how this tool, the New Business Strategy List, will help you build your business in a bear market. (music) What coaching can do for you. So, I told you that we covered three things in this podcast. First, understanding my bear market story so that you understand what I went through. Second, five steps to building your business in a bear market so that you can learn from other advisors and agents' mistakes as well as successes. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what coaching can do for you so that you understand how getting help can make all the difference. Well, let me take you through a few reasons. Number one, coaching gives you a fresh perspective on your business that you don't see. And number two, it helps you to uncover common challenges that you probably can't see. Number three, provides a tools that you didn't even know existed. Number four, It can take years. Coaching can take years off your learning curve, even if you're a veteran, just like that veteran who doubled his business and doubled it again a year and a half later. Number five, it can reduce the stress that that you have because you can learn new ways to manage time better. So you're not just busy, but you're productive. Number six, coaching creates an environment to discuss what's really holding you back see, most people don't have someone to talk to about their business. And number seven, coaching can help you add people to that pipeline. In fact, I plan to do a whole podcast on advisor success stories. And number eight, it can help you move people through that pipeline because just putting people into the pipeline doesn't change the bottom line. And number nine, coaching can help you close big prospects. And number 10, It can take your business to the next level. (laughs) It's actually kind of simple. Every major athlete from the major leagues to the little leagues have had a coach. So what coaching can do for you is what it has done for them. It creates awareness of what to do. It creates action to do it. And it creates accountability to keep that action going until they create habits. And when you have the right coaching, it doesn't matter if you are building a business in a bull market or building a business in a bear market. You're still building your business. And that's why you need a coach. Now, before we go, let me tell you one last story. It's a story of a seven-year veteran financial advisory client who didn't know what to do when a brief bear market hit. In 2020. See, at the time, he was afraid to call his clients. He had never gone through a bear market. (laughs) He had no process on what to say. He had no direction of what to do or how to explain what's going on. But he did want to learn. So we mapped out a plan. We mapped out a plan for his clients and for prospects. And he knew what to say, how to say it, and how to help them understand what to do. And he got busy. (laughs) And after the first week, We talked, and I asked him, how's it going? So he told me that he basically had been talking to a lot of clients, but get this, he also set six appointments that week, and the next week, and the next week, and so on. He was so successful that he never stopped his process, even when the market went up. In other words, he mastered building a business in a bear market, and you can too. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at Advisor Solutions And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at Dan at Advisor Solutions Inc. Dot com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session, if that's what you'd like. Again, that's Dan at Inc.com Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time.